What's up, hardcore humans? Welcome to another episode of the Hardcore Humanism Podcast. In this episode, we are talking with Sydney and Noah Sirota of the indie pop band Echo Smith. You may know Echo Smith from their 2013 multi-platinum smash hit, Cool Kids. Their music has been described as upbeat, stylized pop with old-style rock undertones. They just released their new self-titled album, which includes the singles Sour and Hindsight. Check out Echo Smith Music, News, and Merch at echosmith.com. Now, in the Hardcore Humanism Therapy and Coaching Program, we want you to apply the principles of humanistic psychology to your life so that you can find your purpose, work hard to achieve it, and build a community around you who will support your most authentic and purpose-driven life. And one issue that many of us face on our purpose-driven journey is the concept that we are quote-unquote cracked. Now, the concept of being cracked is something that is featured on different Echo Smith songs. For example, their 2020 song Cracked states, quote, I know I may be cracked, but I let the light in. And their 2023 single Sour talks about a crack in the soul. And to me, this represents the different ways we can understand the idea that we are in some way cracked. So on the one hand, we can view feeling cracked as being broken that we are somehow defective and not whole. But on the other hand, being cracked can be seen as a sense of opportunity and connection. These are the parts of us that perhaps make us unique or different, or they are parts of ourselves that give us the opportunity to grow and develop. And finally, our cracks and vulnerabilities and the empathy that we may develop from understanding those vulnerabilities may be the foundation upon which we connect to ourselves and others. So how do we identify and understand our feeling cracked in a way that can be functional, productive, and connecting while recognizing that we also may feel vulnerable and defective as we explore the ways that we feel cracked? Well, one of the ways that we can do so is to view our feeling of being cracked as part of an ongoing process of self-discovery and growth. This starts with a recognition that to some degree, if we are living a full, productive, and purpose-driven life, we will most likely discover that there are many ways that we are cracked, ways that perhaps we do things differently, even not as well as we would like. And so if we judge ourselves for feeling cracked, we are to some degree punishing ourselves for an otherwise important process in our growth and development. This doesn't mean that we can't feel badly or hurt when we discover the ways that we feel cracked. In fact, we need to do so to validate our feelings and understand how we heal. For example, Sydney talked about how her anxiety can make her feel cracked and how this can be both a source of pain and opportunity to heal and grow. And she and Noah talk about the concept of faith as being a very important aspect of their lives and how they embrace and cope with feeling cracked. So let's hear what Sydney and Noah of Echo Smith have to say. Okay, Sydney and Noah, welcome to the Hardcore Humanism Podcast. Thank you Thanks for having us. us. So, Let's get right into a concept that seems to really appear in a lot of your songwriting, which is the idea of being cracked or later on in sour crack in the soul. That idea of how people feel when they are cracked or experience, a, you know, they would say like a crack in their life or something like that is, is very powerful for people. And I would love to hear just kind of the history of that idea in your guys' lives and your songwriting? Yeah. I mean, it's a big part of what we do because we 
really try to be as transparent as we can with our lyrics. And naturally, you're going to start covering topics like anxiety or discouragement or, I mean, any of your life struggles, you know? And I think it's been really helpful for us as artists to take that idea of being transparent further every time we make new music. Because on our second album, Lonely Generation, we have a song called Cracked that you're referring to. And this third album, our self-titled album that is coming out is really taking that concept even further because I think we've also gotten to know ourselves a little bit better in the past couple years. So there is more to talk about and there is more to be honest about, even if it's been a little bit scary to dive into those topics because they're so real to us and very close to home. So, you know, I think we all experience feeling cracked and feeling, you know, like we're missing something often and it looks different for everybody. But I think we all kind of have that desire in our heart and our soul to feel complete and to feel wholeness and feel healthy overall, not just with your physical health, but with your mental health. And I think it's great that we're talking about it more often, but something that I've been really compelled to think about and also talk about with our music is, yes, I am cracked. And yes, I do have these really tangible struggles in my life, like battling anxiety, but also I do believe that I can have healing and I can you know, see progress in this area in my life because it's great to talk about it and acknowledge that it exists in your life. Because if you ignore it, of course, that is unhealthy. And I think we've learned that. But I think there is another side to it of believing that you can have healing and that you can see the other side with the right help and with the right tools. So I think that's been a big part of my journey too, as I struggle with different things. Because for a long time, I was identifying with my anxiety. And I don't think that that was helpful for me. And I don't think it's helpful for anyone to believe that you're stuck there. And that just is who you are because you are so much more than that. So all of that to say, that's really come through in our music because that's what I'm going through. And that's what Noah experiences in different ways. And all of us as a family have different, you know, things that we struggle with, but us being honest naturally is going to address all those things that I just talked about. And I think that this new album kind of covers different parts of that journey. And I think it's important to show all sides, the good, the bad, the in-between. Someone asked me recently, like if our new album has like a concept, you know, a lot of albums, like they walk you through the story and every song and its order is super intentional. And I was thinking, look, our album really isn't that. It isn't where like, you know, we, we have this long drawn out narrative from, you know, song one to song 12 or however many are in this album. But instead, I think this album really acts more as journal entries from us as people. And I think in a lot of ways, like, I'm dealing with this a ton recently, like with cracks in our lives, crack in our souls, crack in our human experiences. Like we need to take time to consider what those are and where they come from. And I think in a lot of ways, like this album is us peering into those cracks. Because I think we were given a choice. We can either build that and treat that as our foundation and say, okay, you know, I have cracks, I'm building on it. And eventually we're going to fall apart because we're not actually looking at the issues we might have unresolved in our own hearts and our own spirits. But instead, this album is us looking very honestly at ourselves, our growing up, our faith. Like I think there's a bunch of different songs that deal with every 
thing that's so important to us and everything where there are some cracks in our understanding of ourselves and of our world and of, of God, of people, of the things and the dreams we expected in our lives and all of that. I think having the humility to say, like, okay, I need to take time just to look within, like not find my answer, like within myself necessarily, but like, be honest, like, okay, I have, I have these issues. I have these things I'm struggling with in my life. If I can either ignore it and that will likely cause some issues or I can be honest with myself. And I think in a lot of ways, these songs are like the depiction or again, like that journal entry of us doing that process. So let's talk about what it feels like for you guys to feel cracked, whether it's anxiety or something in your life, because that will obviously manifest differently for different people. And so what what is that experience like for you guys in, in any one of the various ways it can manifest? Yeah, I mean, for me, I have been struggling with anxiety for the past several years. Um, and it wasn't something that I thought I had ever dealt with. Um, but as I started to dive into all of that and go to therapy, I started to realize that maybe that was something that I had felt even as a kid and just didn't have a word for it. And, you know, I just thought I was that person who just had a stomach ache every day just because maybe I had weird allergies and it's turning out to be related to my stress or to feeling anxious. And yeah, I might not have stomach aches every single day right now, but I still get them pretty often where I'm realizing that my body is telling me, hey, you need to slow down and you need to do some of these practices that you've learned in order to feel better throughout the day and feel more fueled up in order to give my best when I'm playing a show that night or when I'm writing a song that day, or even just running our social media for the band and my personal Instagram so that we can help create this visual for the new album. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. So for me, it's been interesting to kind of learn um, what that looks like and to also learn what maybe the warning signs are that my body or my mind is giving me to know when to take a step back and slow down so that I can avoid reaching that point that is really hard to come down from. That's been one of my big struggles that I've been working on and um, have, I've seen some great progress in certain areas, but there are days where I wish I would see more. And even though I love doing music and I love playing shows and I love writing songs, I will get caught up on the wrong thing sometimes and let myself feel almost too invested into the things that I'm doing when it comes to my work and let it kind of overtake me and feel too attached to it. And I think that that leads to me feeling overly anxious. Um, you know, you're finding your identity and what you're doing every day and how productive you are every day, then of course you're going to feel anxious because, you know, you only have so much time in one day and you actually should leave time to rest and to move your body and have your quiet time where you're journaling and reflecting. So for me, that's been something that I've been really navigating the past several years more specifically because, like I said, I've felt it in the past, but I think, um, I've been able to sort of identify what's been going on and how my mind is working. And that's really helped me know what I'm even dealing with. Um, so that's been a big thing for me. And it kind of shows itself in different ways and things that are unexpected sometimes. 
because I never used to get nervous for a show. And now sometimes I do. Sometimes I do feel a little bit nervous not to be in front of people, but I just am a perfectionist and I want the show to be perfect and I want to get every lyric right and make sure I'm saying the right city name wherever I am and having really intentional, meaningful moments with our fans before, after, and during the show. And if one thing goes wrong, I'm really hard on myself. So yeah, it's definitely a work in progress and I'm a work in progress like we all are. And you have some days where you feel and you can see a lot of your progress tangibly. And then you have days where you feel like you're regressing, but that also is just life. I think, you know, because things ebb and flow and there's a season for everything. Um, but yeah, this has definitely been a refinement (laughs) season and I, I feel the refinement happening, but also, you know, when you're being refined, you know, you're refined by fire a little bit. And sometimes it hurts when you're having growing pains, but I think, you know, it's good to be growing and moving forward and doing what you can. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. I think for us, I guess for me, there's almost like two layers or two, I guess, experiences with that, that I, I feel like are most common in my life. I think a lot of it, there's, you know, growing up, we, we started in music at a really, really young age. We were kids. And from the beginning, we were told what all the amazing things we could do. And in a lot of ways, we have done a lot of amazing things. You know, the journey of Echo Smith has really been incredible in so many ways. But in other ways, there have been a lot of like disappointments and discontentment with like, I don't know, dreaming up the, the path that we thought we'd go on. And our, our career has just not looked that way. And we're, again, so fortunate to be able to do music. But I think inevitably there's so much comparison that happens. And I think for us, like we've really had to push through that and figure out, okay, what does it mean to like, okay, it's such a gift and it's such a privilege. It really is such a privilege to do music. But I think in so many ways, like we were told, you know, you'll be this, you'll be able to do, you know, all these amazing things. You'll be this level of successful and all that. And who knows what our path is in this life. And we have, again, like we have gotten to be successful. We make our money doing music. But I think in a lot of ways, like, we have experienced a lot of, I would say, like disappointment on our path. But in that disappointment, and even I'd say even in being humbled in a lot of ways, I think we have grown a lot. But I think still every day, that's something I internally struggle with, um, trying to be content and joyful and thankful for the experiences and the opportunities we have, while also struggling with that idea of like, I thought I'd be so much more. Um, I thought I'd have more worth and more value in like a global sense, which obviously is a, a, a dangerous mental place to be. But I think it's, it's just so easy for me, especially to uh, fall in that trap. Um, I'd say also like my wife and I became uh, foster parents and I've learned a lot about secondary trauma through that. And I think like walking with people through really difficult circumstances like that, that affects you too. Um, of course, like we're privileged to be in the position we're in and obviously like to be the ones to help is like a privilege. It's really, it comes more from privilege than it does like our own personal strength. But, um, I think at the same time, like we've seen just how weak we are. And I think also like we really have been so affected by that secondary trauma, which it's okay to talk about. It's good to talk about that. Um, because if we try to help or do good things just on our own and think we can just handle any stress that comes with that like we're going to fall apart because i'm human and i mess up a lot (laughs) yeah and it's it's interesting because if we were to take a a little bit of a journey from the song cracked and the concept of letting light in 
and then to the song Sour with the crack in the soul. It 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 seems as though people can feel cracked for what, what we might refer to as sort of good reasons and not so good reasons, you yeah. know, which is that sometimes like Sydney was talking about, it's like you feel cracked because you are in fact running yourself too ragged. You know, there's, there's too much happening and you do need to slow down. And that's not really a sign of being cracked. That's a sign that your body is giving you the right signal. And then there's other times where it feels like this idea of a, a crack in the soul, which I'm not, I'm not sure what the intention was of the lyric, but where it feels like, no, there, there's something here that's really different from what I had hoped for. And mm-hmm. this feels like not a good kind of cracked. This feels kind of like something in me that I felt like in this case, I wanted to be is not happening. And mm-hmm. I guess, I guess the question would be, how do you guys, how do you differentiate between those and manage each of those and have that conversation with yourself around those different kinds of ideas. That, that's true. I think in a lot of ways, like our, our bodies do fall apart as responses to things. And I think trauma, whether we view it as big or small in our lives, like that affects our brains and our bodies in ways that like, I think we scientifically are, I mean, my wife and I are slowly going through a book called The Body Keeps the Score. And it's written by a, a doctor talking about how trauma, like physically just affects the human body, which obviously affects our brains and that affects the way we experience life. And I think at the end of the day, like it's good to listen to our bodies. And I think a lot of our music like kind of is about that, like looking at the direct experiences of the moment and trying to respond accordingly. But I also think a crack in the soul is something that's so much more. I think a crack in the soul is something that's built on whether it's small or big traumas built over time. And for us, like, again, like, and I think like songs like Porcelain or a record kind of talk about that. Uh, Sour, I think, deals with some of the stuff in like a more contemporary in our lives kind of way. Even Prima Donna, there's these songs that capture different parts of our history of experiences of building up. You can call them traumas, you know, things that have caused these little cracks, these little imprints over time. And that is something that like you can't just respond to in a day. You can't just make one life choice to fix it. I have this thing, this feeling constantly bugging me. Why do I put so much faith in my career? Why do I put so much faith in like the type of successes I want to have or the type of perfection I feel like I need to become? You know, as our old song Crack talks about, like look in and see, okay, there's like beauty to it. But I think also like we need to take that deep look into it because sometimes like it's good and it's beautiful to recognize that we have scars, but it's also good and beautiful to basically bring beauty out of them being okay with like, okay, these things exist, but I can have some like, hopefully like a redemptive kind of hope coming out of the buildup of those small traumas or big traumas in our lives. Yeah. And I would say too, that it's interesting to take a good look at your life and your habits and yourself. um, And it's healthy to do that. But I know that to what you're asking, I mean, I also struggle with seeing those cracks a little too often. And I need those people in my life to help me see the other parts. Because if there's a crack, there's obviously some beautiful whole pieces on either side of those cracks. Um, <laughs> you know, there's obviously a lot of beauty in our lives in, in other ways, but I think it's also kind of a challenge to not focus on that and fixate on that all the time. Because again, you don't want to ignore it, but you also don't want to 
make that who you are and identify with it too much or at all. I mean, I, I don't want to identify with my anxiety at all. I, I would love to one day find more freedom with that. And I think I can, but I also think that it is an internal battle. And I don't know exactly how we always deal with it. And if I'm always dealing with it in the best way, but you know, sometimes I will get too caught up in flaws or mistakes or struggles that I have that it also is hard to move past that and also give yourself grace um, in relationships because I started dating my husband when I was 18. And, you know, we've been married now four years and I'm 26. So he's been with me through a lot. But also, I feel like I've changed so much since we got together. And I used to be so bright eyed all the time. And my perspective on life was so innocent and there was an innocent bliss to that um, perspective that I had. But also as certain things have happened and I've had disappointments in my personal life or you know, in certain relationships or in our career or whatever it may be, I feel like I've kind of like gathered these different cracks, if you will, along the way. And it's hard to give yourself grace there and talk to your husband about that of, hey, I know I'm a little bit different, but it's really helpful to have somebody who loves you through that. And is alongside you in that journey because I think that that's something that I sort of struggle with where I'm disappointed in myself for not being that same girl who just had the best perspective most of the time. (laughs) So it's, it's an interesting thing. And I don't know exactly, you know, ask you ask how we even deal with all that. And with that thing specifically, I think I'm learning now how to partner with my husband in that and leave room and create room for grace for myself in the process, because there is so much that needs grace along the way. It's easy to get caught up in the negative side of that and just being disappointed in how you've changed. But actually there are beautiful things that come out of that because you can learn from your mistakes or learn from the disappointments and the humbling moments, because that does build character. And I would rather have more character and struggle with, you know, keeping a good perspective than have nothing happen so that I'm just more of a shallow person. But I am still figuring out how to have that balance of feeling okay with the process of it. I mean, you can hear that in our lyrics also, you know, the questioning and the disappointment and not just things outside of you, but also things that happen within you um, and learning how to be okay with being a work in progress, truly. So this is the thing that I've always struggled with on this point which is that you can't have something that is cracked unless it was supposed to be a certain way to begin with, right? Cause like, it, it has to start mm-hmm. with an assumption of how it's supposed to be. And we almost all universally recognize that those linear progressions that we hold ourselves to along the way, some things are just not going to work out. So, I mean, you guys talk about, no, you referenced like just the trajectory with music. It's like, okay, you guys have this outsized success and then, you know, it, it takes a little bit of a turn. And so people were, all three of us are married and, you know, to, we have to some degree, like the idea of a marriage and a marriage, you know, being forever is like something that I, at least for me, like I very much cling to as something that gives me a sense of safety and a sense of security and a sense of happiness and peace and all that kind of stuff. And so in a, in a strange way, 
this very thing for a lot of us, the thing that gives us the peace as to who we are and where we're going, you know, our identity, let's say as a musician, as a spouse, as a parent, as a, whatever it might be, is the very thing that then becomes the measure of us feeling cracked or the measure of our anxiety if it doesn't work out that way. And so how do we balance? Because we don't want to give up that feeling of being whole just to avoid that feeling of being cracked. Those things tend to go together. You, you, you can't really be cracked unless there is a hole that comforts you because otherwise who cares? You know, if, if you're not, you know, you thought your, your career was going to go a certain way and it doesn't, I mean, who really cares? It's only because that concept mattered to you guys yeah. that that would cause any anxiety at all. And so the question that I always find is asking is like, how do we balance having any kind of a stable sense of self hmm. or of goals or dreams or hopes while not letting those things set us up eventually to feel cracked and anxious and, and whatever it may be. I mean, I, yeah, I think that's a great question. And I think that's something that I ask all the time of how to feel that in a tangible way, because, you know, we're all doing things every day to try to feel a little more whole, whether it's your workout or it's your time in the morning that you do, or it's going to church or it's going to therapy. I mean, like we all have these different things that I think we're all doing to feel a little more whole, but you know, for us, like my, my foundation is we've already seen how it feels when I accidentally put my identity there. And then we don't see it turn out how we wanted it to, or, you know, the song that somebody says is going to do so well, or it's going to hit this certain number, have this certain metric along with it. And when that doesn't happen, is your whole life crumbling? It feels like it, if that's where your identity is lying. And I think, you know, for me personally, I'm in the middle of like really learning how to properly place my identity. And for me, it is my faith and my relationship with God. That is what makes me feel grounded. And that is what makes me feel like I have a stronger foundation because when I am taking steps to have that time to feel connected rather than disconnected and just relying on the things I'm doing and how I can strive to hopefully create my own perfect life. I mean, I feel such a difference. So for me, that's been really helpful to really ask myself, where am I placing my identity? Where am I finding my identity? And when I find it in my anxiety, I have a terrible day. I have a terrible week or a terrible month because that's no foundation to, to live off of. But also when I'm finding it in my career, whether it's going well or not, that's also a terrible place to find who I am because we are so much more than what we do. And if this all goes away tomorrow and I don't know how to sing anymore and I lose my voice, am I not a person anymore that matters? No, I think we all matter no matter what we're doing. And I'm still trying to figure out the everyday flow of that and how I can feel grounded regardless of how anxious I feel or what's going on professionally or what's going on even with my relationships. And when you have disappointments in any of those areas, where am I finding my foundation? And for me, it really is my faith. And I think that is also interesting because our song Greedy on the new album is, is very much a verbal conversation with God about all of this. And acknowledging that I feel discontent so often and I feel like I want more or I want to reach this certain point in 
you know, a personal sense and I want to get there now. But, you know, I think that song really captures that conversation of not just, yes, I feel great and I know where I find myself and I'm good. It's, it's really capturing the journey um, to get there. And I'm still very much on it. So let me, let me share a, a story. You guys tell me what you think of this on that, on that point. I was hanging out with a priest. It was a true story, not the, not the beginning mm-hmm. of a joke. And, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, Father Mark, between you and me, not everybody who is in your congregation fully buys into what you're doing. And you know that, and they know that, but you kind of go about this, you know, and, and what do you do with that? And he, he said to me something I thought was very interesting. He's like, look, people will come to me and they'll, they'll say, my wife has cancer and I went to church for two months and she still has cancer. And he's like, you know, what, what, what am I supposed to say to that? And he says, I can't tell you how you're going to feel the hand of God. He's like, the only thing I can tell you is this, the more you go to church, the more you read the Bible, the more you do unto others, the more you go to confession, the more you practice forgiveness, the more likely it is over time that you're going to feel the hand of God. And he's like, that's, that's really the best I got for you. I kind of liked that because what it sort of said was it, it set the identity as a process, not as mm-hmm. a, as an outcome. Like he's, mm-hmm. in fact, he was specifically saying that the process is kind of something that you do. And that maybe is perhaps where the faith is, but as people of faith, what, what do you, what do you think of that? Yeah. I mean, I think that's helpful. You know, we are not professional philosophers, theologians, doctors, psychologists by any means. But as artists, I do believe it's our job to walk through the human experience and share that experience through art. And hopefully with like the higher calling of beauty being that like end goal, all of us like reaching some greater level of like experiencing beauty. And I think experience is like with faith is integral to the entire experience of it. Because I don't know the answers, you know, even now, like, you know, we're in this beautiful interview, we're getting to like talk about things and talk about our experiences, but I can't give the answer to anyone really about like, here's why X, Y, and Z is going on in your life. And even to my kids, like, I can't tell them why they've experienced what they've experienced, but I can step into that experience with them. And I think a lot of ways, like many of the, even like the sacraments, (laughs) to use like theological terms, um, there is something experiential to that. And I actually do believe like in my understanding of faith that like in the sacraments, as we experience those things, God is also giving us this experience of himself in that as well, which is complicated, metaphysical and strange. And I don't fully understand it, but I do. I mean, I agree. I think as we go, I don't want to say go through the motions, but as we go through those patterns and then I'm sure you as like a, you're a psychologist, you know, you're a doctor, like, you know, when we do things that does shape us, you know, the things we do, the things we experience like that, that is actively shaping us as humans. Um, and I think from a faith standpoint, like that is a very integral part of the faith experience, the faith walk. What I like about what you guys are saying, and what I liked about what Father Mark was saying was that different people may have different concepts of faith and religion, and spirituality, but people at least from my perspective, it's, it's optimal for people to know for them, what does the hand of God feel like? 
And you can mm-hmm. use different terminology for that. Like you could, you know, but whatever that feeling is that you want, yeah. you know, that is going to give you a sense of, of satisfaction and contentment and to, to sort of say, so what are your pillars? You know, if you, if you are, you follow a particular religion to some degree, it's, it's, it's laid out for you. And that's, you know, that's wonderful for people who that feels like a good fit. But even if someone's not religious, I think that that model still works to be able to say, listen, what are your pillars? What's your going to church? What's your reading the Bible? And I think for most people, if they really look at their lives, I think that they can identify the things over time that matter to them, such that if they if they put time and effort in, they can't guarantee that they will get the results yeah. that they want in a linear progression, but they can guarantee that they're more likely to do so if they try. If they wake up sort of meeting their life and their their personal experience, their purpose, if you will, in that way. And so like as an example with what what I think you guys are talking about is that we can't guarantee that the success, like a song like Cool Kids, like that's a kind Mm -hmm. of outlandish success that it's wonderful if people could count on effectively, but who can count on that level of success? Like you just, you just can't. And so to some degree, you know, when that happens, it's like, oh, wow, this is amazing. But at the end of the day, from at least where I'm sitting, the only way that this part of your spiritual journey works is for you to be like, look, for whatever reason, music is important to us. And Sydney, you were saying like, what if I can't sing? It's like, but there's so many ways to express that, whether it's through songwriting, through singing, through playing music, through helping other people who are into music. It's like, I can't guarantee how this is going to go. But what I can, to some extent, guarantee is that I'm going to wake up each day with the purpose of doing this, of doing this process. Yeah. And, and I think that's yeah. that's the case for something like music. I think that's for relationships, for health. Like None of us can say how our relationships are going to go, friendships, romantic. Like We, we have hopes. But what we can do is we can say, this is important to me and I'm going to wake up every day and I'm going to put my heart and my soul, if you will, into it, knowing that I can't guarantee the results, but I can guarantee that it will be more likely that the results will be good if I do it that way. Is that feel right to you guys? Yeah. As a- you know, I would say that that does feel applicable um, no matter what stage of life you're in. But for us, for example, like we get to feel that step into faith every single day because what we're doing is so not linear. In every job, you can wake up and think, I don't know how long I'm going to be here or if I get let go of tomorrow or for us, if another show never comes in. But you know, it's, I think because our job is so non-linear and you really are not in control of the results, it can't be a transactional thing. And I think we make everything in life so transactional. You know, even when someone pays for dinner, you automatically think, oh my gosh, I got the next one. But you know, I've had people say, because I never want someone to feel like I'm not grateful, of course, but I've had people say, don't worry about the next one. I just wanted to give this to you as a gift. And I think that's how we have to see life, whether it's our relationships or even the day itself seeing it as a gift and doing what we can with it and stepping forward into that. So for us, of course, that's heavily connected to our faith of, okay, God, what did you give me today? And what, what is in my hands and what's in your hands and how can I do my best with that without 
deciding even subconsciously that it's up to me what happens, how hard I work today will give me that result because that's not how it works. You're talking about like, what opportunities does God give you? It's like, what, what opportunities does the world give you? You know, when you really think about like, where are the opportunities to do good? Where are the opportunities Mm -hmm. to be the person that I want to be, or at least the opportunity to try. And that I think is something that again, no matter what someone's religious background is, is I think a good practice to just take a moment, try to kind of calm yourself or quiet yourself to just listen and think through like where, where are, in this case, the term, the cracks, if you will, as something of letting the light in, like where are the cracks that can let the light in that could help me feel more connected to myself. If, if you want to feel more connected to the world, to your God, whatever it may be. I do think that that is such a powerful thing for people to do that. I know for myself, I don't do enough. I've been trying to Mm -hmm. do it more, but I know that when I do it, it's amazing how many things present themselves as possibilities. You start looking at things as possibilities, not, well, I have to do X, Y, and Z today. It's like, well, what, what do I have the opportunity to do today? There's enough things that you you can't even get to all of them in a day, you know? Yeah. I mean, art itself is self-reflective. And I think that's what's so beautiful about being songwriters. And I think primarily as like artists, our artistry begins with songwriting, with the storytelling. I think that really is the most important part. That is the most important like work of love that Echo Smith does as like a business or really just as like a group of humans. Um, and I think like in making that art, like we get to sit down and look at those cracks and we'll take that time. And I, I hope that other people too, like regardless of what you're doing, but especially those who like work within the arts. Like I think like finding that space and using art as a medium through which you can do what you're talking about, I think will add a lot more beauty to your life. And I think for yeah. everyone, like we all can look at what, you know, what are we given today? What do we have today? Self-reflecting on that, taking that time and finding ways so I think we're all artists. We're all making art out of something. We're all religious in some way. Like we're all devoting ourselves to things. We're all giving time to things. We're all w- looking for rhythms or patterns to lead us or give us peace. But I think like taking that time to self-reflect and share our story, share our cracks, you know, that's that's where beauty happens. I truly believe that's where human connection happens. And we've seen that as songwriters, like going around and touring and having people tell us about how much our music has meant to their life. And I think that's really, that's beautiful. That means something that isn't some like, yeah, it's not a trivial thing. It's not random like that. That is deeply beautiful. And that creates something beautiful. And this connection, this bridge between souls, between humans, you know, like that, that's something I can't get enough of. And that's why we made this record. That's why we've kind of reoriented our our whole career and our whole process to be centered on that movement, that movement of connection connection between us as a family, but also connection between every listener. Yeah. And one thing I will say to pivot off of that too, I think that songwriting is one of the most tangible ways we're able to see how something dark or scary or painful can turn into something beautiful. Because even if the song doesn't have a happy, perfect ending, because that's not always how life goes, it still can show you how something dark and hard can become something beautiful because it affects somebody in a town, maybe thousands of miles away from you 
in a positive way, even if it's just letting them know that they're not the only person who's ever felt that way. Or maybe it's in an even more tangible way. But like Noah was saying, when people tell us how our music has affected them for the better, I don't think it's just because it's like, yeah, you guys look happy and it makes me feel happy. Even though I do think that a smile can be contagious and your joy can be infectious. But I think that if you take that a step further, then you see how, you know, when someone is honest about their struggles, they're able to see that they are not the only person who's ever been there. And I think that is beautiful. So, you know, there's a reason we all listen to music all the time and there's music in TV shows. There's music in the elevator. There's music while you're shopping. It's because music obviously means so much to all of us and every song whether Echo Smith wrote it or someone else wrote it can be an opportunity to see how beauty can come from the cracks that we all have. And that's why I love writing songs because I need the reminder in my life that there is beauty that can come from this hard thing I'm experiencing today. And we all need examples of that in our lives. And I think music does that for all of us, no matter who you're listening to. I think we did some good stuff here. I think so too. This was really awesome for us. I very much appreciate you guys sharing your thoughts. It's uh, it's been very fun following your career. Now the stuff in the new album is just, is just great. I'm really, really psyched for you guys. And um, I appreciate you stepping up and like sharing your thoughts on these difficult issues. Mm -hmm. And I I wish you guys the, the best of luck. I hope we get a chance to talk again. Thank you so much for taking the time and listening to the album. It, it means a lot to us. And yeah, I mean, some of these things we haven't really talked about in this depth. I know we actually have not talked about <laughs> to this extent, um, but you know, you made it very easy. So we would love to hang again, but appreciate, appreciate the time. So there you have it. Sydney and Noah of Echo Smith talking about the concept of feeling cracked. Now, there is so much that we can take away from the conversation with Sydney and Noah, but one of the things I wanted to focus on was Sydney and Noah's concept of faith and how they understood the concept of feeling cracked. Now, one of the goals of the Hardcore Humanism Therapy and Coaching Program is for us to identify our purpose and try to operationalize how we can work towards achieving our purpose every day, regardless of the immediate results. It's almost as if we have a relationship with our purpose. We connect to it each day, try to nurture our relationship, and work to improve our relationship with our sense of purpose. And there is a certain faith, if you will, that if we work towards our goals over time, then we are more likely to achieve them. But to some extent, it is crucial that we focus on the process rather than the immediate results to have the best outcomes. As an example, Sydney and Noah talked about the importance of their relationship with God. And regardless of what they were going through in their lives, their relationship with God was a constant, a process that they kept coming back to, kept working towards, regardless of the immediate results. And I think for people who are religious, a relationship with a higher power and all of the spiritual, emotional, and behavioral processes that go into that relationship can be a wonderful way of understanding and connecting to a higher sense of purpose. But even if we are not religious per se, it is often helpful for us to think of the ways that we want to connect to our purpose, something that we can work towards daily. So, for example, many of us may see our connection with music as part of our sense of purpose, whether by listening, playing, supporting the bands that we like, 
Music is almost a faith-based enterprise that we want to give time and energy to as part of our life's purpose. And our purpose may take many forms, relationships with others, career, passions, or hobbies. However we see our purpose, it is important that we try to figure out a way to connect to our purpose so that we can lead our most authentic and healthy lives. I want to thank my wife and Hardcore Humanism co-founder, Island Booman, for working with me on our podcast. And I want to thank Ars Longa Media founder, Dr. Patrick Beeman, for partnering with us, and Aaron McHugh for producing this podcast. And of course, thanks to my brothers in Odd Zero for letting us use Odd Zero music. If you like what you hear in the podcast, subscribe on your favorite app, give us a rating, and write a review. And if you'd like to take the next step and make change in your life, check out the Hardcore Humanism Therapy and Coaching Program at HardcoreHumanism.com. So get at it, Hardcore Humans. See you next time.